I want to thank our affiliates, Spaced Out Radio, Superstitious Times, and KPNL Radio. Spaced Out Radio is hosted weekly by Dave Scott, who desperately needs to shave. He and his crew operate seven days a week, live from 9 a.m. to midnight, Pacific Standard Time. In conjunction with Tessa, they have created the SOR Sightings Report, a place where you can find a direct line to our high-strangeness paranormal reporting system. Thank you, SOR, and yes, we own the night. Visit Dave and his friends at spacedoutradio.com. Superstitious Times is the perfect place to explore the lore. This media company presents columns ranging from ghosts, cryptozoology, ufology, parapsychology, and even social sciences. I thank you for covering all the important elements within this hybrid community and for providing me the space to write controversial articles in line with citizen and investigative journalism. You can find my column at superstitioustimes.com. KPNL Radio is a place to share the work of those who have a true heart and passion for what they do, offering a wide range of services from music, advertising, and digital creations. Head over to knpl-db.com and catch some of their featured shows, including Into the Fray Radio, Mysterious Circumstances, and Journey Through the Gate. I thank them for networking everything together and for supporting Tessa and our movement. They broadcast all of Tessa's podcasts throughout the night, including, but not limited to, Uncharted Case Files and Beyond the Tin Boil House. For a full list of our affiliates and sponsors, head over to tesacan.org. That's tessacan.org. You are listening to Uncharted Case Files, live from Ontario, Canada, with yours truly, Ryan Stacey. I'm the former National Chief Investigator for MUFON Canada and the creator of the Experiencer Support Association. I investigate UFOs and everything else paranormal. I believe everything is connected, but more specifically that there is a solid connection between shadow figures and extraterrestrials. Let's get started. Today is May 8th, 2020, and to date I have completed 66 cases from Tessa's High Strangeness Paranormal Database, and I have 12 in progress. I have also completed 891 MUFON Canada investigations, more than anyone has in one single tour in the history of MUFON. In total, as of today, I have investigated 969 cases involving high strangeness, paranormal, and UFO phenomenon. Tonight, I will be talking about the 2019 Canadian Current Event Survey, a report about drones, UAVs, and UFOs in Canada. Before I get into it, I want to explain what exactly TESSA is. The Experiencer Support Association is the world's first high-strangeness UFO paranormal hybrid investigation and research association. We investigate all items belonging to the global phenomenon of highly strange and foreign experiences which carry many implications of the existence of intelligence other than our own. We provide raw, unbiased data volunteered and collected from those experiencing this phenomena with a global effort in providing trends and characteristics that will help narrow down our research and directly focus where to look. Sounds cool, right? Well, the truth is, not many of us understand the work that goes into proving a theory so widely known on an academic level. Don't get me wrong, though. There are some decent TV series with some interesting approaches to the field, but honestly, in my opinion, it's the same format every time. This podcast is designed to be educational and informative. I'll try to jazz it up with the occasional joke here and there. Honestly, though, research and analysis is the most boring, aggravating, and tedious thing, but it's the most important.
Without data, there is no trust, there is no credibility, and there certainly is no chance of impact. TESSA releases an annual public report that displays statistical data of actual unexplained events reported within Canada and other locations around the world. The survey is used to compile and calculate possible characteristics and attributes of these events in order to predict when and where they will occur next. It is also designed to assist our efforts to support experiencers by collaborating trends and common encounters in order to establish an academic understanding of the contact or abductee phenomena. Although the study is centered within Canada, we collect and compile all data volunteered to the association and encourage every public member to distribute, analyze, and compare our findings. Our goal is to assist everyone who investigates UFO and paranormal phenomenon and bring them all together. So now, let's get into the topic of this episode, the 2019 Canadian Current Event Survey. Transport Canada collects aviation occurrence information through the Civil Aviation Daily Occurrence Reporting System, otherwise known as KDORS. The purpose of the system is to provide initial information on events involving any Canadian registered aircraft and events which occur at Canadian airports, in Canadian sovereign airspace, or international airspace for which Canada has accepted the responsibility. The Transportation Safety Board of Canada is the official source of aviation accident and incident data in Canada. In this survey, there is a table compiled of information pulled from that reporting system to assist in generating trends among drones, unmanned AV, and possible unidentified flying objects. There are a few rows highlighted in green which are reports that had questionable characteristics which I considered worthy of requesting access to information under the Access to Information Act. The purpose of the survey is to inform and educate the public in their individual quest towards UFO disclosure. Now, before I continue, I think it's the best time for you to head over to the TESA website and download a copy of this report. It is 30 pages and free to the public. If I remember, I will put a link in the description, but in case I forget, which I probably will, you can find it by going directly to www.tessacan.org data. When you have it, we are starting on page 8. From January 1, 2019 to December 31, 2019, Transport Canada had received a total of 177 occurrences involving what was interpreted as either drone, unmanned aerial vehicles, or unidentified flying objects. 177 may not seem like a lot of events. However, each day for an entire year, I comb through daily reports consisting between 100 to 300 reports in order to find these data points, just to put them inside this report. The next few pages present the events by months, the time of day the event happened, the province in which they were seen in, and even the word used to describe the objects. If you drop down to page 11, you will see that Transport Canada used the keyword UFO 35 times in their reports. Yep, the Canadian government described air traffic events as UFOs 35 times between January 1st and December 31st in 2019. Now, these events are reported by professional and civilian pilots to Transport Canada, who then write down what was said daily before releasing the Cato report the next day. Why wouldn't they redact or change the word before entering into the report? I have no idea either. 
The next few pages up to 15 consist of more breakdowns and data points that are important for investigators. So if you are a fellow researcher or investigator, you're going to want to look at this report. It will help you with your research. Further down, the report emphasizes on 10 specific events that I thought were so odd in description that I requested access to private information from the Department of National Defense. Two of those requests have yet to be returned to me, and seven of those came back with a letter stating that no record was found. Not only was there no record found, but the mail was previously opened and tampered before I received it. The Canadian government still investigates UFOs and gives no fucks about hiding it. It is literally in plain sight. If you head over to superstitioustimes.com, look for my column there and you can read all about the tampered mail and even see some examples. Okay, so the government doesn't screen the word UFO, and they tamper the mail of someone who requests information, and then they send an un, uh, previously open envelope saying no record can be found. Seems legit, right? If anything, it's typical and expected behavior, but why so obvious? There's one report I haven't mentioned yet, an event that occurred January 6, 2019. A pilot reported that a light followed them at the same altitude and speed while no other aircraft was in the vicinity. I did receive a letter from the D&D in regards to this event. Of course, it was tampered, but this time, inside was a CD instead of a letter. Uh, the disc contained one digital PDF file. That file was an unclassified Royal Canadian Air Force investigation report, confirming that the object was investigated and categorized as unidentified. Now, why the fuck would you tamper with my mail and deny all other requests only to eventually give me this document? It puzzled me so much that I held on to it for a year. I shared it with Richard Dolan, Grant Cameron, and even Paul Hellier. Richard loved it. Grant found it interesting, and Paul, well, he was more concerned about why I had the document, let alone what the document contained. He told me that somebody messed up, he knew exactly what the report was, and he knew I wasn't supposed to have it. So why did they give it to me? I want to thank our support team with assisting me and helping all of our experiencers during these times of high strangeness. We are not alone, everything is connected, and we are in this together. Please remember, Tessa is everyone. I may have started this movement, but it is each and every one of you that carries us through. Thanks for looking up. Keep your eyes in the sky and heed the world. <laughs>